You're listening to the Sports Moment, January 17th, 2024. Part of the Sports Moments and Memories with Craig Olson podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe so you never miss a sports moment. Sponsored by Pemberton Law. And Lake Area Docks and Lifts. Welcome to our Wednesday podcast, and as often happens on the Wednesdays, there's a lot of local stuff to review from last night, and we're going to get right to it. Don't want to miss any of the highlights here from last evening's area games, and there were a couple of overtime games, including the Otter Girls hockey team. They hit the road. They went to Wilmer last night for a Central Lakes Conference matchup, and the Otters led 2 to nothing early in the third period. But the Cardinals came storming back. They tied the game with a couple of minutes left, and then they won it in overtime. So it was a really tough loss for Tim Lilsgals uh, last night in Wilmer. 3-2, to two, the final score. Wilmer gets the win. Now the Otter girls will try to bounce back Friday night when they head to East Grand Forks for their next game. Things are, are really uh, dwindling as far as regular season games go for the Otters. They have five regular season games left, and they are the first sport to get into the uh, postseason girls hockey. Another overtime game last night and another tough loss for an Otter team. The Otter boys basketball team was at Alexandria last night, and the Otters were down 10 with six minutes to go in the game. They rallied, tied the game at 64 all and then lost in overtime to the Cardinals. 77-72 to was the final. Mason Witt had 24 points to lead Alexandria, and he had uh, six of those points in the overtime period. Alexandria remains undefeated at 6-0 and in Central Lakes Conference play. The Otters fall to 5-6 and with the loss. Otters scored 13 of the last 16 points in regulation to force the overtime in that one. Other boys basketball last night, Hillcrest and Underwood had a battle. The Comets led by 10 at halftime. Underwood got to within three late in the game, but the Comets were able to hold them off and get the 10-point win, 57-47. to Brandon Evansville, the good home court win over Ashby last night, 74-56. to Battle Lake protected their home court with a non-conference win over Park Christian School. 67 to 7 to uh, 63. Parker's Prairie 71, Rothsay 41. Sox Center went into Barrett and knocked off West Central area in a good battle 54 to 50. Barnesville routed DGF 76 60. Holly had five players in double digits in an 83 to 52 win over Breckenridge. Purim beat Frazee 63 to 52. And it was Bertha Hewitt over Pine River Bacchus, 71-57. In girls basketball last night, Hillcrest Lutheran Academy beats Battle Lake, 71-42. In that one, Ella Knutson had a double-double, 21 points and 11 rebounds. And Elsa Retzloff had 20 points, 6 rebounds, and 6 assists to lead the Comets to their 10th win of the season. 
Frazee all over Staples Motley, 88 to 34. Parker's Prairie went into Ashby and recorded a little late conference win by a final score of 69 to 27. It was Rothsay, 58, Wheaton, Herman, Norcross, 45. Underwood over Clinton, Graceville, Beardsley, 69 to 31. Liz Luckin, 29 points in that one for the Rockets. Hancock with an 84 to 48 win over Brandon Evansville. Minnewaska area topped Barnesville, 59 43. Breckenridge held off West Central area for a 74 to 69 win. Pelican Rapids, big night for Morgan Korf, 32 points, 8 rebounds, 4 assists, and 7 steals. Also, Ellie Welch had a double-double with 14 points and 15 rebounds as the Vikings beat Norman County East Ulan hit it all 59-46. Henny nipped Bertha Hewitt 53-52, New York Mills over Verndale 65-60, and Monaga buried Pillagers 71-19. In gymnastics last night, Detroit Lakes 137.5, Fergus Falls 131.75. The Otters were led, that was their second highest uh, point total of the season, but they were led by second place finishes from Maya Fear in the floor exercise and Michelle Mao in the beam and also uh, Maya Fear and Aubrey Seedorf both scored nines on the vault for season highs. And Michelle Mao and Jomara Jacobson had career high scores in a floor exercise. Maya Fear wound up third overall in the all around competition, and Michelle Mao was fourth. The Otter Wrestlers hosted a couple of duels, a triangular. They lost to Long Prairie Gray Eagle Browerville and Detroit Lakes in their two duels last night. Uh, Caleb Froning was a double winner in that uh, triangular last evening for the Otters. So it was, like I said, a pretty busy Tuesday on uh, the sports calendar. You know, Lake Area Docks and Lifts would like to invite you to stop by the uh, boat shows that they're going to be having exhibits at. The Minneapolis Convention Center boat show is coming up uh, this weekend in the Twin Cities, and then they'll have the Fargo Dome Boat Show in January, and you should visit the Lake Area Docks and Lifts booth at those two uh, boat shows, and the boat show discount promotion is effective right now, so you can save money before spring with Lake Area Docks and Lifts. And Pemberton Law, you can visit them online at PemLaw.com or one of their four convenient locations around the area. They have offices in Fergus Falls, Wadena, Detroit Lakes, and Alexandria. Pemberton Law carries a legacy of trustworthy and reputable legal representation dating back to 1883. We had head coach Corey Beadle of the Hancock Owls joining us on the podcast today talking about Career victory number 200, among other things. First of all, Coach, uh, congratulations on on reaching that milestone. Thanks, Craig. I appreciate it. That says two things, right? You've been coaching a long time, and you've had some really good teams. Yeah, no, that's, I mean, that's just it. You know, last night when that happened, um, first thing that came to mind was it's it's not about me. You know, I'm a piece to the puzzle, but uh, it's all my past and present players um same with you know my assistant coaches are big parts of that past and present and uh just been very fortunate you can talk to any coach I don't care 
you know, what their record is or whatever it might be. But uh, it's, it's a lot easier when you have good players, and I've been very fortunate in the year, all the years I've coached to have that. So, Well, and it came against Border West last year's uh, section champions, and I'm sure a, a pretty good rival for you uh, through the years at Wheaton area with Hancock. Has that been one of the, the top rivals over the years? Oh, yeah, for sure. That's, you know, that's always a rival. You know, it was even when it was just Wheaton. Um, I mean, I remember going back when I played, and that's way back when, you know, it was always a rival with them. And then you know, now with them being Border West, too, we've always just had some great games with them overall. And, you know, especially in the conference when you see them twice a year, maybe even in the playoffs, sometimes three times a year. Um, you know, and, and, that, and that's a fun thing about high school basketball is having them rivalries like that. And, uh, you know, no matter what, how good we are, or same with them, how good they are. It just seems it's always going to be a close game because we know them and they know us. Tell us about your your owls this year. I know you're eight and five, but uh, you've played some really stiff competition, and you'll play more stiff competition. It's a pretty uh, pretty strong schedule. What is it that kind of makes your team tick? You know, I think the big thing with us is is uh, you know we we got some height, and uh, you know in the past, you know I've been fortunate with a lot of guards and speed and. You know, we just knew going into this summer, we just had to maybe switch some things, to, you know, to take advantages of what we have with the team we have now. And, you know, we you know we just like to go into the post a little bit more um, with our height, you know, with, with Evink and Versteg. And, you know, um, obviously Hudson can shoot from the outside. And, you know, this year too, believe it or not, until the RTR tournament about midway through the season here, Chase Evink maybe had one three-point attempt. And I think now he's maybe shot 15 more since then. And, He's actually leading us in three-point percentage, believe it or not, now. I think he's hit about seven of them. And, uh, we know, when he can hit from the outside, it's, it's tougher to guard him, too, because now you got to guard him on the perimeter, and you have to guard him in the inside. And, you know, then off, off them, too, you know, you know, we said we got some shooters um, that come back this year. Um, we have Trey Holm, who was a transfer from Morris last year, who couldn't play because of the transfer rule. But um, he's, he's really stepped up into a big role for us, starting some games and can shoot. Um, Braden Kiskin. Um, another guy that's just great on the offensive end that can uh, shoot from the perimeter. Um, you know, then we get Preston Kiskin is a sophomore for us that uh, um, came from the JV last year. And we've seen this summer that he had some, you know, some potential for us. And, you know, he started a couple games, comes off our bench a lot. Um, he's long, athletic, gets to the rim, um, also can shoot. And then, you know, the other two guys that we kind of play a little bit is Jordan uh, Chun and Ryland Meyerdine, and they don't get enough credit of them two guys. They may not show show a lot of scoring, but um, them two are our defensive stoppers. And you know, we, we stress to our guys, you know, defense obviously wins championships. You know, you're going to win games on offense, but if you really, you know, want to make a run, you're going to have to play defense. And them two guys are just lockdown defenders. Well, it's it's been, I'm sure, a great uh, joy for them to be a, a special part of that uh, 200th win for you, too. But that wasn't the first milestone this year because Hudson uh, hit the 1,000-point mark, too, didn't he? He did, yep. And, you know, and that was so fun for Hud- to see Hudson get that. You know, um, you know, we knew we knew last year he he was getting close to it. And uh, for him to get that, you know, here about before midseason was big and, you know, and, and I'm just so proud of Hudson. You know, everyone knows he can shoot, um, but now developing his game going into the post has just made him so dominant. And I think that, you know, it's been, been huge for him and helped him get to his 1,000th point, and he's been playing well since. You know, one of the, the things that stood out uh, to me in your report on that game was 
you had 19 assisted baskets out of the 26 that you made in that game. Is that uh, a strong suit of this team, just sharing the ball? It is. You know, to be honest, in the last three years, I'd probably say that is probably the strongest point we've had in the last three years. Um, and a big part of that um, has to go to Braden Kiskin. Um, Braden, you know, he does a lot of little things he can shoot, but um, he just had a couple nights ago 10 assists. I think he had a double-double between assists and points. Um, Chase Evink, um, believe it or not, in the post, his, his assist ratio is up a lot with the high-low with him and Hudson. And um, Ryland Meyerdine also dishes well. And, you know, that's the one thing good about this team is they're uh, very unselfish. You know, they'll definitely dish the ball when they can, and it's just been fun to see. Did you get a lot of back slaps and high fives from your players at the, at the yeah, end? Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, definitely. You know, and and like I told them, first thing I told them in the locker room, I, I thanked them for it. Like I said again, uh, you know, I can't do that without them and my past and current players and coaches. And, and, you know, it's not just me that needs to celebrate it. It's the whole town of Hancock. And, you know, the coolest part of it, and I think any coach will tell you this when you coach is, is um it was amazing obviously you know the phone blew up and when i checked my phone it's just the former players too and uh, coaches and surrounding coaches to get the text you know that's that's really what means a lot i mean you know it's always fun on the wins and losses but it's more about you know the life lessons and you know talking to your players after they graduate staying in touch and it just shows you know a lot that and we you know we preach family you know it's all about family um you know it's, it's not always about basketball there are things more important than basketball but it was great to see the messages come from former players and coaches. Yeah, congratulations to uh, Coach Corey Beadle on that uh, 200th career coaching win for the Hancock Owls. Well, that's going to do it for our podcast today. The Spartans play tonight. If you want a game to go to this Wednesday evening, January 17th, the Spartans host Ridgewater men only at 7 o'clock tonight out at M State in Fergus Falls. Thanks for joining us. Hope you'll stop by uh, again tomorrow. And remember, today is the day that part two of our feature podcast on the Lady Spartans 2000-2001 National Championship basketball team is available for your listening pleasure and viewing pleasure. Uh, Hope you'll check that out. If you haven't checked out the first part of that two-part feature, you can do that. It is posted also at uh, Sports Moments and Memories with Craig Olson. So uh, thanks for joining us and hope you enjoyed the uh, Lady Spartans story from that outstanding 2000-2001 National Championship season. Have a great week. You've been listening to the Sports Moment with Craig Olson. Sponsored by Pemberton Law and Lake Area Docks and Lifts. Produced by Sunroom Lab. Music by Blue Red Roses. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, and thanks for listening.